0: What's up, everybody? We're back today with the Open Prairie Podcast. Uh, you know, today we're going to. We had a pretty big week in the sporting world. You know, stuff going on with the Olympics, some bullshit there, USC 264. That was, you know, very depressing. If you were a Conor McGregor fan, if you weren't, you're probably pretty fucking happy. But hey, you know what? That's just the nature of the game. We're also going to get into, you know, Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul, and that, you know, travesty. <laughs> and. But to uh, help me talk about all this today, I got I brought my good old buddy and, you know, kind of fighting enthusiast, Zach Hughes, in. How you doing, my friend?
1: I'm good, man. It was, like you said, it was a big weekend, and excited to get into it and talk about it with you.
0: Yeah, man, it was, man. You know, it, it was very, very depressing for me. But we'll get into that yeah. pretty soon. It was a depressing <laughs> week. That's the, the title for this podcast is probably going to be the depressing week podcast, because <laughs> that's just what it was. So, you know, if, let's first... Um, we're going to jump into, let's talk about, you know, the NBA Finals. A little round ball. A little round ball. Ball and hoop game, bro. <laughs> Those guys are getting pretty good at the ball and hoop game. <laughs> they got LeBron out. I mean, oh, man. Let me ask you this. Do you think that LeBron's not, the reason why he's not in the Finals is because he spent too much time worrying about Space Jams? No, I don't think
1: that's it. I don't know, man.
0: I will say this right now: he's not my goat. I'm not seeing Space Jam 2. Oh, I'm not seeing Space Jam 2 either. It looks ridiculous.
1: I mean, that's just a a travesty that they that this may butcher the legacy of Space Jam, the original
0: man. It's just the first one is definitely the best one. Oh yeah, just it's... that's something you can't touch, man. No, you don't man. Can't touch man, it's ancient, ancient. But yeah, we got uh, the NBA Finals. We got the Milwaukee Bucks. Going against the Phoenix Suns, and I'm gonna be honest, Phoenix is looking pretty dang good right now.
1: Yeah, so they got the first two pretty easily. I mean, the second game two was Giannis put up a, a big performance to keep them in there, but game three back in Milwaukee for game three, and then game four, uh, the Bucks got game three, which they had to have. They didn't get if they didn't get game three, they they were done. I still they're – stu- they're way too inconsistent for me to, to pick a comeback and for them to win this series. But yeah. it is good for them to get a game. Maybe they get another one tied up. So, just to make things interesting.
0: Well, you know, if Giannis was healthy, I would definitely kind of sway more of the Bucks, But, he did. but he's, Dude, he's looked just, good, though. He's looked good, but he's not – I just feel like, you know, in game one – Still, what, what, did you have knee injury? Like, yeah. your groin hyper-extended. knee, hyper-extended knee man, and it's just, you know. It
1: hasn't phased them out. It hadn't
0: really phased them at the same, but, you know, that stuff mentally can kind of screw with you a little yeah. bit. And then, you know, the, the Phoenix Suns did a great job of exploiting that, and I think what they do such a great job of, and it's really, if you go back and just the track record of all the teams that Chris Paul's on, is he does a very good job of, you know getting the floor stretched out and getting his teammates high percentage looks and then he makes the big shots when he has to. Yeah. And that's really been the difference difference for him in this uh in these finals. And you know Devin Booker's going off too. But uh I just think that, you know man, I think the Suns have them all the momentum in the world for this. And you know that's good and bad. I feel like the you know it, this is more of their series to lose than I Milwaukee, you know, Really, just coming in there and landing on them and whooping them every game. Yeah. I just don't like. Giannis is a great player, and I agree with that. I do agree with that. Like, dude's a stud. But you know, at the same time, I mean, we've seen it with LeBron uh, when he first got into the league, and a, and a couple other guys. Is you know, you can't just have one guy to win the NBA Finals. Yeah. You need you need the squad. You Need the boys. Yeah. Boys will always have your back. Yeah. And Giannis, he's got some good teammates, man. But it's just. I feel like the Suns have more – they're handling the pressure a lot better. Yeah. And, like, you know, for them, if you watch it, it's just everything is – they're calm. They play composed. They just go out there and they do what they need to do. They don't yeah. try to do too much. You watch Milwaukee kind of play, and it's just the fact of, like, they're trying to do too much. Yeah. You know? Trying to, I mean, put the dagger in every shot. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. it, that I just think that that's, that's really what's, you know, hurting them. Right now, now they could make a comeback. I mean, you know, we, a couple of years ago we said the same thing about the Cavs and Golden State, that there was no way in hell down 3-1 that they were coming back. And, you know, LeBron, some people love him, some people hate him. Found a way. Yeah. Big part, big shout-out to uh, Kyrie Irving for making that shot, you know. Because <laughs> after, the, you know, he made that shot, they kind of a war with him and LeBron. But I just think that Phoenix, man, really has the upper hand in this in this finals. And I would be very surprised to see them lose.
1: Yeah. Um Going back to the Bucks, man, they've – I think their window is closing in the aspect of the future for them to be able to get to the finals again and win it, so I think there's a lot of pressure on them. they got to – like, they're here now. They've got to do everything that they can to win because the Suns, they're a young team. I know Chris Paul's towards the end of his career, but that nucleus, that core, young, they're not going to go away anytime soon. They're going to be in that same picture – uh, they're on fire and Chris Paul still got plenty of years ahead of him. but the Bucks man they've made some moves and tried to to, to win now and if they want to keep Giannis long term and some of those other pieces Middleton and everything like they've got to capture it while they can now but I don't think I don't th- I don't think that they will just because the Suns man this is Chris Paul he's in this position you know he's never uh won a title and here he is towards the end of his career. He's he's right there, and those young guys Aiton and uh, Booker are playing tremendous. So, uh, they like you said, they got all the momentum, and I think they're gonna uh, withstand any chance of uh, the Bucks coming back and winning this.
0: Yep, I tell you what though, man, if the Suns do win, it's a great year to be sponsored by State Farm. Yeah, <laughs> they got a Super Bowl champion, <laughs> League MVP. And you're about to get in an, and if Chris Paul wins, God forbid, NBA finals. I mean, I'm just saying State Farm might be if you if you're looking to win a championship, State Farm might be the way to go. <laughs> if we're just looking, you know, looking at it on paper. Like a good neighbor. Yeah, like a good neighbor, they'll get you a ring. You know, that's just what it is, man. I'm sure that he has some khakis and, you know, red sweater in his closet or whatever to get ready for, you know, sign them. Big lifetime deal to State Farm. I don't know why we just went into that. I just felt like saying it because this is my show. I can say whatever the hell I want to say. <laughs> but, you know, we'll uh, still keep going on basketball, man. You know, one of the big stories is Team USA, man, dropping these two past two exhibition games to Nigeria and Australia, man. What do, what, what do you think about that?
1: It's crazy, man. But I think – this is just my take on it. I think um, now compared to back in the day with the Dream Team – I think the emphasis on on this event and playing at a high level and and really going balls to the walls with it is totally different than when it was back then. Back then like it was super everybody was uh really giving everything they had to it, very um devoted to it and there's a lot they took it a lot more serious. I think now it's it's more of just it's not the like a privilege like it was last like it used to be. Um, it's like guys are just kind of doing it just to just to do it, but not really going 100. Because there's no reason that I know we don't have some of the the top NBA guys on this team. Well, I mean, we've still got plenty of them. Yeah, we
0: got Kevin Durant, and but Dame I know we don't Kyrie. have we
1: don't have every single one of our best stars. But even our you know middle tier stars should should be able to go out here and 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 beat a lot of these teams and a lot of these countries. But uh man it is but it's still kind of embarrassing, man, like we can't be losing to these to these teams, and you know it's it's not not a great stamp on the legacy of u s a basketball but it
0: really isn't man it it's a it's a i think a little bit though you know, and it's the same thing with any superstar driven team i mean you got guys like what you got Kyrie you got dame you got kevin Durant and i mean I don't really know too much I haven't really been keeping too much up with it just because I've been real busy with it, and, you know, it's just exhibition games. But I think anytime you have a team in any sport that it's driven on, you know, you have that many superstars on one team, the problem that you run into is guys knowing their role.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that's – a with USA Basketball, you know, that's a a big problem is, you know, with this team, these guys, they don't know their role. I mean, every single one of them is guys that, you know, they can go out any given night and drop 60.
1: They're they're all used to being the guy on their team. And now they're all having
0: to. And I just think they're not really playing team basketball. Like you watch Team USA's from the past. Like you know the teams with LeBron and Kobe and guys like that. Like they all understood their role. And they all knew how to play very well together. And share the rock and everything. Like yeah. Here's my thing. I don't understand when like the Olympics. Like yeah. Do you want to do great? Sure. But at the same time like you're all there for one common reason. is to win a gold medal. You know, like dropping 60 in the Olympics do not really do anything. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's no league MVP for it or anything. You're all playing for a medal. Yeah. So why would you like – I understand the whole competitive spirit of wanting to take over the game and stuff like that. But this, I feel like it's, it's like there's still pressure. But as talking about just like performing well and just, you know, the eye on the media. Like KD can go out in the Olympics and drop 15 points. And you know nobody will say anything about it as long as they win. Yeah. But if he does it in the NBA, if they win, you know you see the reports of, oh, KD had a terrible game. What does this mean? What is that? And in the Olympics, that's just not the case because it's all just win-driven. Like we're just trying to win. We're not. We don't give a shit about the stats or you know playing time that much or anything. We're just trying to win and get a medal and bring home and you know make our country proud. And I think a lot of it is right now with the problem they're going through is you have all these superstars and they don't know their roles, and they really don't know how to play well together, you know? like, And that's just the thing with any superstar team, because, you know, you bring a guy in that's one of the top tiers in the league on any team he goes into, of course he has the thought of, I'm the guy. And you got KD, who's, you know, arguably one of the greatest shooters of the the game has ever seen, and, you know, everybody knows his whole deal with his, you know, being competitive and attitude and all that and you know trolling people I mean that's just him that's what he does but I just think with this team man it's just too superstar based and they don't know how to really play well with each other and I think that's that's the start of a lot of their problems and if they keep it up man it's going to be embarrassing for USA basketball in the Olympics yeah. I mean they might get they might not even make it to the medal round yeah. <laughs> if the way they keep going at it it's just t- it's it's tough to watch them the, lose to Nigeria and Australia and it's just so, like, random. Like, you just never think of that. Like, I remember when people first saw the takes, it was like, wait, USA lost yeah. to Nigeria? And then you sit there and think, who, does, who the hell does Nigeria have? And, and who be- the hell does Australia we used have? We to beating teams
1: by 60 in these things.
0: Exactly. I remember watching when I was <clears throat> coming up. I, the, it was, I was watching um, the gold medal, the championship for it. And Team USA went out and absolutely like demolished them. Like they on the, the first uh, first couple minutes of the game, the score was like thirty five to six. And it's just crazy like how stuff can go like that. But I mean, we have the best talent pool yeah. coming. I mean, you have all these superstars on one team. You should single handedly win. So my thing it's just a it's more of a know your role problem and you know, a team prop playing together as a team problem than it is just not having the athletes.
1: I, but I I still think it's more of an investment problem. If you can show up and not take it seriously, you're not going to win. I don't think there's pride in wearing the jersey and going out there and competing for the for the medal like it used to be, like with the dream team. So that's what I, that's my main thing on it. Um, yeah, the knowing your role thing's big, and that's you know a big issue we're seeing with it. But I still think if you just show up and you're not Putting in the work, man. You're not going to win. You're not going to have the results. Yeah. I so get,
0: get it that. together. Frick. Get it together, Team USA. God. Figure it
1: out, man. This is embarrassing. We don't
0: come in second. We're the best country in the world. Figure it out. Thinking that, man, you know, we're going to touch on the Olympics, man. This year, man, normally you don't see it, but this year, the Olympics is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. You got uh, the Richardson girl, the who is arguably one of the, you know, Fastest women Peace, of man. all time. She's an absolutely absolute animal. Smokes a joint a month before the trials and can't compete.
1: Yeah, and you you just see it's, the outpouring of support from athletes from every every realm, every sport, just calling it out on the the load of BS it is and everything. Well,
0: I just think what's messed up is is they're treating the Olympic committee that's over this stuff. They're treating the poor girl like she did steroids, yeah, and she did it. No. She smoked a joint, which is, it's pretty legal now, like you can you can smoke weed I mean you know you can smoke weed and it be okay, and I just think it's like bullshit because you're not you're not letting the best compete
1: yeah
0: i mean it's it's yeah, it's weed It's whatever people have mixed opinions on it i'm personally, I really don't see a problem in it like it's not it's not going to make it's not like. She would. She smoked a joint and made her run faster. She yeah. smoked it when she wasn't competing. Like...
1: If it doesn't interfere with your performance, or, or if it enhances it... If it doesn't enhance it or diminish it, then...
0: Well, I, see it. I just saw something where this one chick, she had gotten busted with a PED. And she... Her suspension really wasn't severe. But this one girl smokes a joint, and after all the work she's put in... And you just boot her like that. Like, won't let her compete in the event. Like... In that event, like whoever wins the gold medal needs to just be like, this. This is not mine. It, it doesn't belong to me. This chick would have definitely. This other chick would have definitely beat me, because she would have. You watched her in the trials, man. She was insane. She was killing them, beating them by a mile. Like it wasn't even close. And then she smokes a joint and can't compete, man. The Olympics needs to fix a lot of that shit. And that's what a. I think a lot of people's problem with it is it's just so like you know, harsh on stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it, it's very stupid to think that you know weed in the, in a lot of these countries where these athletes are from weed is legal mm-hmm. and with this girl she smokes one she I, she smokes one joint and gets penalized and probably and is not able to compete this year and i just look at it this way man is like i think with something minor like that there doesn't need to be a punishment like it shouldn't people use it it's getaway. it takes them you know it takes them out of the stress of their life and i think that chick had a lot going on in her life at the time with the um, trial – with the – coming up on the trials and everything, I'm sure she was stressed the hell out and stuff like that and worried about it. Just because, you know, in any athlete – especially like, you know, in football, I get nervous about games, but I get several opportunities to play games. With well, that stuff, you train four years just for one competition. Yeah. I would be stressed out of my mind doing that stuff. Like, I would I would need it too. And I just think it, it's complete bullshit that they do this poor girl this way. And it's just stupid that, you know – if anybody else, if she, if anybody else does the, if somebody does something worse, it's kind of, you know, like somebody gets busted for a PED, there's not that much talk about it, but this one girl smokes a joint and is getting persecuted for no reason. Now, it, she is getting a lot of support, but I still think it's just bullshit. What the Olympics did to this girl was absolutely wrong. Yeah. And whoever, like that event, it does it, like she, and, and then too, it loses lots of interest for the event. Yeah. You know, people like people
1: are so off put by this that they don't even they're not invested in it like no. they should be. Like
0: they're more invested in this than that, and and, and then arguably that's it's going to cause yeah. a drop off in ratings yeah. probably for the Olympics yeah. and You're stuff like that. You're taking
1: away the emphasis on what the freaking Olympics is by this kind of junk. Man. It is,
0: man. It's just it, you hate to see somebody who's trained so hard and worked her whole life at that go through that just because she smoked one joint, and it's not even a mistake. Like weed, weed is pretty much legal now.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's just, it's bullshit. You hate to see somebody do that and, you know, go through that. And it's, I mean, it wasn't a mistake. It's something everybody does now. I don't care if she's an Olympic athlete or whatever people want to say she shouldn't have done it. No, shut the hell up. Most of these people that are probably persecuting her and saying this stuff have probably smoked weed before. You're just not an athlete, so it doesn't fucking matter, you know. It's just, it's one of those type deals. I just feel bad, and I think it makes us look bad, and it makes our teams look bad in the Olympics, like you see people, I'm sure people around are just looking at this shit from other countries and just laughing at it yeah. and thinking it's funny. And it's, it's just, it's really sad to see it, see somebody's dreams get taken away from them and somebody that really wants to go out there and represent their country and has like that much emotion behind it mm. to get their opportunity taken away from them for no reason when they really didn't even mess up. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's all I gotta say about that, man. Well, What, what are your thoughts on it?
1: I mean, basically just echoing what you said, man, it's, my main thing is it's not that big of a deal it's not enhancing any performance it's not hurting anybody and you're taking away the emphasis on what these athletes have trained and committed to do for your country and and to represent your country in this um event and just like usain bolt said one time it was like i've trained 10 years just to run nine seconds like the amount of blood, sweat, and tears that go into this, and for it to be taken away by something like this—it's just—it's just off-putting, man. And uh, we gotta be better than that.
0: We definitely do, man. And you know, this is a messed-up world that we live in, where stuff like that goes on. I mean, we have YouTubers, you know, getting in there and. <laughs> About to get the face torn off by professional fighters. So we're going to transition into this. You know, for you folks know, the, the, we've grown very accustomed to the Paul, Paul brothers in the world of fighting. Fighting bullshit-ass fighters and all this stuff. And I'm not talking about Logan. Logan actually did fight a real fighter. It was a bullshit contest because all he did was punch him, run, and hug. hug. And, you know, the fact that it was no judges and stuff, like, they can say he won rounds against Floyd. He might have. But it's just the whole thing of Floyd's old. Of course, he's not going to have judges because he's not going to leave it in their hands to ruin that perfect record. And it's just the fact of, you know, these guys getting in there and they're stirring up all the pot, like Jake Paul coming in there and going at Conor McGregor this weekend at USC 264, wearing the chain of him when he got knocked out. And then. And then Conor loses, and he comes in and says stuff about how I'm only going to offer him, you know, twenty three dollars for fight. I get it; it's promoting, and they're the guys know what they're doing. But really, I'm just getting the point with this man. I hope Tyron Woodley tears his head off. I hope so because it is what they uh, like. We talked about last time we were on here, man. The direction boxing is going is mm-hmm. terrible. You're not even banking on your fighters to make you money. You're banking on YouTubers and TikTok stars. And we talked about it once. It's all fun and games to one of these dudes screws around and gets seriously hurt. And I don't wish that upon anybody. I don't want that to happen to anybody because at the end of the day, it's a sport. But, you know, you're you're going – Jake Paul, I don't think he, he might realize it. I don't know. I don't know the dude personally like that. I don't think I want to know the dude personally because he's a freaking prick. <laughs> but – He's going into the – I mean, you're going into the to the ring with a, a killer pretty much, man. Like, Tyron Woodley, like, yeah, he might have struggled toward the end of his UFC career, but dude's still a Hall of Famer and a bad dude. Yeah. And, like, he don't – Tyron Woodley don't play no games, and he's been training with Floyd. Like, I don't think people realize that, like, this man's been training with Floyd Mayweather and getting his – like, they're like, well, Tyron's more of a grappler. Like, you know, he'll sit there with a big overhand, and it sets up his uh, ground attack. So stand up, it really isn't a strength. I I understand that, but at the same time, dude, dude, name me a series. Still has
1: power in his hands.
0: Well, here's my thing: is you know, there the people who think that Jake Paul's a favor, it's you you're you're dumb. Don't talk to me about fighting, honestly, because look look at what the dudes fought, and even Tyron Woodley said this at his press conference. Jake Paul's sitting up there acting like you know he's a world beater. He ain't beaten anybody, really. He beat Nate Robinson, a basketball player. Dude made his career and all of his money playing basketball. You play. He fought Ben, an old Ben Askren, who got his yoke cracked by Jorge Masvidal. And if you guys know anything about fighting, is you know once you get that yoke cracked in your head, and uh, I mean anything will you know even knock if, you out.
1: Even if that didn't happen, he's always been known as one of the worst strikers I, in, in, the
0: in, in the UFC. And then you know I just think that. You know, with that is, and people think that, well, that doesn't really make a difference and all that. No, guys, it, go go look at Chuck Liddell's fights when he was in his prime and, you know, that egg in his head was still solid. And then when he got cracked, Chuck was getting knocked, touched, and Chuck's a bad motherfucker. And he was getting knocked out by little touch jabs. When
1: that chin goes, it goes. It
0: goes, and, it go, and Ben's chin went all the way to the back of his head when he caught the flying knee from Masvidal because, you know... Whatever, and we'll get into b- Ben Askren. Honestly, pissed me off too, talking all this shit about these UFC fighters, hey, especially this last week when he started talking about Conor. I don't respect what Ben Askren. I say he, yes, he was in the business. I get that, but listen, dude, you you also when you came out, you said you could beat Khabib. If you got in a fight with Khabib, he would break your face in half. Like he would make what Jorge Masvidal did to you. What Ho- Khabib would do to you would make Jorge Masvidal look like patty cake. Like, oh, he,
1: bad.
0: I, I, yeah, I mean, he's he's funny, but at the same time, I just kind of, he rubs me wrong because, you know, he kind of put a black eye a little bit on MMA going in there and getting knocked out the way he did. And That's our and,
1: fault, and, though, for thinking
0: that. I think he's we good. knew it was going to happen. But, you know, in this press conference this week, Jake's sitting there talking all this shit to Tyrone Woodley, and you, that's the wrong dude to piss off because he's going to come out and tear his damn head off. Yeah.
1: They've uh, did you see the little bet they made that whoever wins, the other person's got to get I love. So if Woodley wins, he's got to get I love Jake Paul tattoo, and vice versa.
0: I did see. I that, hope when Woodley
1: knocks him out, that he reminds him, hey dude, you got to get a, get that tattoo. I'm just
0: tired of seeing these kid, these guys get in there, and like first off, the fact that people pay for it, you're dumb because it's terrible fighting. You know, like they had the they had the event a couple weeks ago with TikTokers like the Bryce Hall kid and all that. None of these guys really even know how to throw a jab. Yeah, it's just terrible. It's terrible to watch. But
1: people are watching it, so as long as people are giving it, like I said last time, people are giving these guys attention. They're gonna keep having a platform. It's
0: terrible, man. It's terrible what they're doing, and then you know it just kind of ruins the sport for everybody else because you know I mean it's just I just don't I don't like it and I really hope that we don't get to the point where Connor fuck gets talked into taking a fight with Jake Paul not because he can't beat him. it's just going to be like going from where he was at to that it's yeah. just that that's that's when you know Connor's in yeah. probably in bankruptcy problems <laughs> if he that's takes a lot him, of money, that's a lot of, I mean it is but I I mean I, even that fight I wouldn't watch that fight I'd watch it. You'd watch it? Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. man, because of the fact that it's a damn YouTuber fighting a killer. And when he gets somebody gets seriously hurt, we're all gonna sit there and you're all gonna point the finger at Tyrone Woodley for doing it. But we won't say anything about Jake Paul, who had no business getting the hell in there in the first place. Yeah. I hope he na- I hope he smacks that tattoo off the side of his head. That's really what I want him to do. Freaking Tyrone. If you're li- if you're listening to this Tyrone Woodley, please whoop Jake Paul's Ass, Please. I'm tired of him trying to ruin the UFC and talk shit about UFC fighters. His fight numbers are lies. lie. When he fought uh, Ben Askren, those numbers were lies. That many people did not watch that fight. <laughs> I don't know it personally. I'm just going to go off what Dana White said. That shit was bullshit.
1: <laughs>
0: In other words, it's fucking illegal. <laughs> but... Uh, we're not going to give them too much time to that. We're not going to pay too much attention to that because we don't give a shit about them. So, Tyron Woodley, do the world a favor. Knock this Please. son of a bitch the hell out. Anyways, so moving on to the main event. Man, we're going to go over UFC 264. Probably the most disappointing thing that happened to me this weekend. It was great for you, though, I'm sure. Look,
1: I'm not a...
0: People like to say I'm a
1: Connor hater. I, I, I want to see him do good because it's good for the sport. But... Dustin Poirier, man, and he's the better fighter.
0: I I agree with that. After, you know, I I said here's my thing with this. You know, okay, we'll come we'll come back to that. Let's get, let's into, come, the, let's get we're gonna into we're going to we're going to get into the whole card, man. So, this card, I mean, it was I'll say this, minus if if you would have had like, you know, the whole um Dan Hooker and Michael Chandler fight on this card, it it could have arguably been one of the best of all time. Yeah. Cuz I mean, these fights in this card were good, you know, you had Sugar Sean O'Malley yeah, fighting start, an Uber driver. Start. We're going to start with that one. one. You have got Greg Hardy getting knocked the hell out. Got he hit so hard I it like sent him that. all the way back to Carolina. Um, who who else fought this weekend? Gilbert and uh, Gilbert Winter Burns Winter. and Wonderboy. That one that was a, a debate. That one could have probably went either way. Yeah. For a little bit. And then uh what was the women's fight? Cuz that one that the chick came in yeah, o- overweight.
1: Kuniskaya and uh, Donna.
0: Yeah, that one that was a good one too. And then you had the main event of Connor and uh yeah Connor and Dustin. But we're gonna start with the sugar, uh, show. sugar show. And if you folks watched this fight or saw highlights from this fight, <laughs> let me tell you, it was a beating. <laughs> me and the boy Zach were sitting there, and we were just sitting there wondering, like, how the hell can this guy keep going? It makes no sense.
1: But it, was, but it was so impressive, though, man, of this dude went forward, pressed forward. Chris Mattino, that's who, that's who the guy is that they got in on 10 days' notice uh, to fight Sugar. But literally presses forward the whole time, gets hit 200-plus times in the dome, taking all these shots. And for those of you that, don't, that aren't familiar with uh, Sean O'Malley, Dude's one of the best strikers in that division. Uh, He's got dynamite in his hands. He's long. He's got the reach. And he was just tagging this dude like a retail store the entire time. This kid was a zombie pressing forward. The heart by this kid, man, look, his offense, non-existent, uh, did not move. His, His head movement was not good. But the fact that he kept going, man, hung in there and took these shots that a lot of that a lot of dudes have been knocked out by taking. Dude,
0: fighting, he's been fighting. throwing. He's been one, one shotting people in this in this yeah. recent fights. Sean so, Sean would play.
1: So he got. I mean, he got a fan out of me, man. I don't know if the, what kind of deal they're gonna give him. If they're gonna give him like a two fight deal, or they've got to give him something. So I enjoyed that. I, I love the fact that, that he got that seventy five k with the fight a night bonus.
0: Cause, yeah, they they earned it for that fight. But I I, I will say this, man. And me and you talked about it. His, Everyone was surprised this kid could take a punch like that. And here's my thing, man. If you're going to come in there with green hair or any hair that's not natural color, you better be able to take a punch because you get knocked out cold. You're going to be the laughing stock of the world for the next couple weeks. Yeah. But, you know, that was a good fight. And I think what, you know, most people don't understand is like, the sean's total amount of strikes that he landed was amazing but really what interests me was the significant strikes and for those of you that don't really watch fighting a significant strike is when you like you know you're really connecting solid and it's very like in, in fight numbers if you look at the total amount of strikes and total punches landed compared to significant strikes it's a difference just because you know it's hard guys have such good defense it's hard to get in there and the fact that the Sugar Show was able to rack up over 200 significant strikes in three rounds. Yeah. Imagine this would have been a five-round fight.
1: But another point I want to make about this, about
0: his performance,
1: and I know people are giving a ton of credit to Matinho, which he deserves, uh absolute warrior, but Sugar, uh, he was doing all this going backwards. Mm-hmm. He was doing all this while being pressed. For those of you that don't you know, know a ton about fighting, that's so difficult to land all those and to get in a rhythm when you're being pressed back the entire time. He's getting pressed backwards and landing all these shots. And that in itself is very, very impressive that he's getting pushed and he was never – usually he, he's the one leading the dance as far as uh, having that stabil- uh, stability when he's throwing those shots and pressing forward and putting everything he has in those shots. Still super hard shots, but he's doing all this while being pressed back.
0: we just tagging him, man. Tagging so him, very tagging, tagging him, tagging him. give him credit, man. Dude never took a back step. He, stay, he stayed in there. He got hit yeah. kept getting back up. And then, you know, people are you know were kind of pissed off at the way it ended. They thought the fight should have went the distance. Here's my thing, man. And they're like, yeah, well, the guy really wasn't dazed. I'm like, I get that, dude. But he was getting fucked up. And the offense really wasn't there. Like, he really wasn't defending himself. And granted, I get it. It was just because... I think if the stoppage would have came earlier in the third round, I think the problem was it was just so late. Like, with 30 seconds left, yeah, you could have let him finish. But at the same time, too, man, you got to look at being in Herb Dean's position. Like, okay, you got... This guy's not really playing. He's not really giving much of a defense. He's not, you know, attacking very much. He's just sitting there taking a beating. Like, this guy definitely got CTE. Yeah. I mean... (laughs) You want to hit – yeah. There was a lot of damage in that fight.
1: But here's the thing. If you want to talk about fighter safety and, oh, Herb was doing it to, to protect him, if you're doing it – if you're looking at that, you should have called it the second round. The second round should have been – The second round, round was that dude – was. Because when there's 30 seconds left and dude's already at this point, Well, he got two years off of his life.
0: Well, he, was, not, he was knocked down in the, at the end of the first round. That's he he never – after that, like, you know – I don't think most people... They're not talking about this. Well, I think I agree with you that the fight should have been stopped in the second round. Was that, uh, you know, he gets knocked down in the first round. Dude gets up. You don't even know where his corner is. Like, the, the Herb Dean literally has to pick the dude up and walk him over to his corner.
1: But to me, man, it's just like, there's 30 seconds left. You should have stopped it earlier, but you, you let it go. Let the kid get the finish. Let the kid finish, the uh, go the distance. There's 30 seconds left. I, I mean, I know, <laughs> obviously... It was bad. He wasn't giving much output, taking a ton, but thirty seconds. Come on.
0: Yeah, that was a. It was fun to watch, but you also kind of felt bad for the dude. But yeah. so the
1: fighter payout for that fight. What do you think uh, Sugar made? Keep in mind he, he got that seventy-five k bonus.
0: I see. He's not, not a ranked. He's not a ranked guy yet. So he's a, I, he's a
1: draw, but he's not.
0: He should have made probably right about two hundred fifty thousand. Between so hundred fifty and two fifty? So
1: his final payout with the seventy five K bonus was two sixty one K. Which is I mean that's a good night. So uh what do you think Matino made?
0: Oh dude. With the bonus. Let's see, signed on such late notice is probably what what would you say, a one one fight contract?
1: I don't know what they gave him, but I'm sure it must have been.
0: And the restored. the draw of that event, man, I would say he probably made close to it, it it was definitely it, it had to be between fifty and a hundred. Yeah, so said ninety seven K. Yeah. Which good for him man good for for one fight money. and he was probably a one yeah, I, I think with that with the fight being so late it was probably just a one fight deal, but yeah. dude walked out of there with almost a hundred thousand in his pocket and probably another contract yeah. to come back and fight again. Good for him, man. You, you love seeing that. You good. do, and I'm curious to see, you know, we talked about it like dude finished like yeah, he had four losses coming in, but it, dude never was knocked out. Yeah. All of his losses were a decision. Yeah. But that was, a, that was a good little fight to start off the card. Um, most people, you know, Sugar Show got up there and called out everybody in the division. And there, him and, uh, what is it, Cody Gerhardt? Gar- 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 Bart, uh Went at it on Twitter. That was yeah. pretty funny. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, Cody, you're, I watched you on The Ultimate Fighter. I loved it when you were in there grabbing TJ Dillashaw by the throat and stuff like that. But uh, Cody's
1: going to go down and fight flyweight. And that's what I'm thinking. Well,
0: dude, had not want to fight. I mean, he John did. did make point. He did. Dude doesn't want to fight 2004. I want to see.
1: I want to see him fight uh, Dominic Cruz. I know Dominic Cruz don't want to fight. him. Dominic Cruz is trying to get a higher ranked guy because he's towards the end of his career and he wants to make another push at the title. But mm-hmm. I, th- I still think if you beat a guy like uh, Sean O'Malley, that's going to put you very close. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because yeah, that's a, that that's dude's arguably.
0: I mean, he's not ranked, but he's the face of that division.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, he's. There's not many guys I think that can beat uh, Sean O'Malley. And I think that fight would be fun to watch, man.
0: It would be. So, you know, we're going to move on to the next fight. Who who, uh, who we have next on that card?
1: Uh, we got Irene Don and Yana Kunitzka, if you want to talk about that.
0: Yeah, that one was a good fight. You know, the Chick came in overweight. Um, yeah,
1: that was the big story there. So she
0: had to give 30% of her purse to her opponent, but...
1: Can't be four pounds overweight. You can't be four pounds no, overweight. No, she, she said there's a lot going on with... Her body still had COVID effects, and she said she got her period, and her body she wouldn't she wasn't sweating, her body wasn't sweating anymore, but still got to figure out a way well, to. She came
0: out there and dominated. That was for yeah. sure. She didn't she didn't let it. She let it, She let them hands go and beat the yeah. hell out of that chick. She still, I think she
1: still needs to win another fight or two before they give her a title shot because you're not going to get one after you missed weight, but. She's talented, man.
0: She is talented. She is. She was in there throwing heavy hands, man. It was impressive to watch. Uh,
1: I hate it for Kuniskaya when you're when you're that close to getting your title shot and you lose to someone who didn't make weight.
0: Yeah, it, it's tough. But it, then again, I mean, she did get a nice little payday out of yeah. it.
1: And I'm sure they, they'll keep in mind. They'll give her a good opponent next because she lost to someone who didn't make weight. But still, good win for uh, Aldana and it was impressive.
0: It was very impressive. Uh We'll move on to the next fight. What was it? Greg Hardy and...
1: Tatu Yovasa, baby. Tatu man. Trace, you what look t- like a guy that would
0: do a shoe I I can't drink out of a shoe, man. That's just... That's that's not me, man. And then when the dude... Man, look. Somebody... You got to be careful when you start drinking in the crowd, <laughs> did you man. You see the
1: hot sauce. see somebody put Dustin's
0: hot sauce in a beer. I don't know. That might be a Louisiana <laughs> thing. I've never seen somebody do that, but it did not look like it tasted good. <laughs> But dude, got a, He knocked out Greg Hardy, and arguably, dude like, dude got you
1: know, hot sauce. He has got AIDS, fungus in his mouth, everything. The way the way
0: he knocked out Greg Hardy, man, it, it, it was weird because you thought that fight was about to be stopped. You thought Greg Hardy, Hardy was about him, to, Hardy tagged him and like, dude, was, he, yeah. he was wobbling. He, he was about to hit the Hardy canvas. Went,
1: Hardy went, he uh, after he tagged him, went in for the kill, and that's the, that's what these heavyweight fights, man. One shot can change the whole narrative. That's See. why people love what That's why there's always a a heavyweight slobber knocker in these main cards because that's what the people want to see, man. They want to it see is, man. someone go out and get tagged.
0: I, I do enjoy watching the heavyweights because it's more of a, you know, nobody wants to get out. Like, even though these guys are huge, you don't want to wrestle somebody that's 260 yeah. pounds. It's Some just Some of these not guys
1: do, are more wrestle-heavy, but a lot, most of these guys just go out and swing. And that's what we want to... At least that's what I want to see out of my heavyweights.
0: I I do, too, and I like the way the UFC does it because... You know it's a guaranteed gonna be a stoppage because these right. guys are gonna get in there and throw bombs at each other all yeah. day until you know somebody gets knocked out
1: well and if these dudes get on the ground and lock in a submission man that's a behemoth on your back i did
0: something. so that's i did feel bad for greg hardy though man because you know he got one of his knockout he got hit what was it with the overhand left and it just man it was one of those I, I, i've never been knocked out that way but it looks kind of scary like he got knocked out, and dude didn't yeah. even know we got knocked out, and he was like kind of freaking out a little yeah. bit about it. And
1: it looked like when he when he hit the ground, and woke him up. That's what a lot of these. A lot of these times in these knockouts, you're out when you take the hit, and then when you hit the ground, it kind of jolts you back. Mm-hmm. Um, so to Vasa, he gets the seventy five k performance of the night bonus. He deserved it, man. I think he's going to be a, a, a very captivating personality. People are. Starting to hear about him. He's funny. Goes out there, has a good time. Does the shoeies. I think he's about to be a big draw. Um, not even just based on his fighting. I think he's a good fighter, but I think more about who he is as a brand and person is going to be more captivating than his fighting style. But he get. What do you think he made uh, in his final payout?
0: What's it? What was? What was he ranked? Was he not ranked? He's not ranked. He's not, not ranked. He definitely he made between I would say two hundred fifty thousand and three hundred three hundred
1: twenty five thousand. So he made one sixty one k. What do you think Hardy made based on that?
0: He made one sixty one. Hardy probably made one ten one hundred five. One hundred six. One hundred six. See, man, that. it's just with that you know whole thing is. I love watching the heavyweights fight, man. And since we're on it, we'll go ahead into it. The whole interim title that's coming up. I do think it's a little messed up for them to be doing an interim title so fast, considering Francis Ngannou just won the belt. Yeah. But at the same time, your champ's not fighting. I mean, you gotta you gotta do something. You gotta give yeah. the people what they want because I think what what messed it up for him was that you know, and a little bit of, it's both party. It's really I would say the 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 main people whose fault it was. I think Francis Ngannou wants to fight, but I think it was they sold him so much on the hey man you win the belt. John's coming back to fighting heavyweight. You're going to have you're gonna have a super fight, and you're going to have a massive payday. And I think he was getting really excited about that. And then, you know, there's controversies with John Jones of, you know, him saying, I'm only going to fight for this much money. And then the whole thing of, you know, they don't want to really give him a title shot right away just because you don't know how he's going to look. Because yeah. dude weighs 255 pounds. It's not like, you know, he's not going to be like old John Jones. Where, yeah. I mean... He might start. He he. It's gonna be more of a striking for him, than you know. Cause I I really don't think he's. I mean he's strong, but you, you're not too sure about his wrestling with you know these heavyweights just because these guys are so big. But you know, and then John Jones doesn't fight, and then Francis Ngannou is like, well, I'm not fighting till S- September then. Yeah. And they won't give him that, so they got to set up the interim title between uh, Derek Lewis and. Serial gone. gone, and that and Derek Lewis does deserve a title shot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know the winner of that gets to fight Francis, and it's great. I just don't really agree with so much with you know, mainly just because you see champions, and I mean, John. I would say the champions that are always defending right now in the UFC, which is you know, Style Bender and Kamara Usman, and uh really that's i mean uh, uh, charles oliveira just got the belt but you don't see guys and he, even john jones when he had the belt he was always defending yeah and i just think it's tough now that you know i think they're trying to get all their champions back into that but it's so hard as when you know your your face of your sport like connor connor won both the belts and then didn't defend either one of them for a year
1: yeah
0: and it's just kind of and then you know there was really no pressure into that but he did have the whole floyd thing going on and that was why but still, though, it's just the fact of, well, I think guys look at it, well, I finally reached the pinnacle, and being the champ, I feel like I should be able to pick and choose my own fights of who I want and how, when I want it and how I want it, because I'm the champ. And I just feel like, you know, I understand the whole delay of it, but I feel like they could have given them a little bit more time and negotiate that deal better, but really the narrative and all this that I, I feel like messed it up was just John Jones just because of his inconsistency one day he wants to fight next day no
1: Yeah.
0: I mean you just got it just sucks for him because that division has got a lot of contenders in it that, guys that I mean even the unranked guys could be you know can seriously def- fight for that belt
1: Yeah.
0: and it, you just hate to see it but we saw a great heavyweight fight this weekend man and it's going to be interesting to see the way that division goes with all the stories coming on I mean I, feel, I really do still feel like the next super fight is going to be in the heavyweight division.
1: Yeah. So, here's my take on all of them. I'll, I'll go with the UFC's perspective. They've been trying to make this fight. They wanted it for June. You know, he won back in March. You know, uh, Francis said, it's too soon. All right, July. Too soon. You know, and August. That's when, that's when this is. Um, it's in Houston. That's where uh, Derek Lewis is from. They want him on that card. Obviously, they also wanted a heavyweight title fight on that card, not just for Derrick Lewis to be in his hometown, but because they don't... uh, They have another championship fight on that card, but it's uh, Amanda Nunez and uh, Juliana Pena. That's gonna be a train wreck, because Nunez is the GOAT, she's gonna destroy uh, Pena. They needed more star power. They wanted that fight on that card. Uh, They were telling him about it. kept going back at him and telling him uh like you said uh francis wanted september but they needed that fight on that card to to help bolster the star power and because they wanted derrick lewis on that card so what they so what they decided you know serial gone he's the clear cut number three in that order uh just won a big fight against volkov um so now they can uh Get the let those two fight I mean interim title whatever to me it's just a number one contender it's a clear-cut number one contender fight but now when they the winner of that obviously gonna fight uh, fight Francis they can now build that up as a uh, champion versus champion even though that's not what I think it is they can really put a lot of stock into that um, there's history Lewis has beaten Francis before and uh, serial gone. Is a former teammate of Francis at uh, the gym that they're both from in Paris. A ton of uh, storyline for both Angle. They can really sell it and boost it up. I know Francis. You know, it's not fair that they're doing this when he just won it. But still, man, you know, just just fight. Just just go out there and fight. And uh, if if you think you're done wrong, just take the fight. Um, but still, I mean, it's you know the, there's there's fair sides to both arguments, but I'm I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. And uh, you know, the, be, moving on to the next fight for that, we had uh, Mr. Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. That was a that was a highly anticipated fight, the co-main event, and it was a it was a good fight, man. It was a good fight. You know, when they were arguably when they were, if the if the fight was if Wonderboy could have kept it standing, I think he would have came out with the win. Yeah. But Gilbert Burns, man, he's just a big dude, and he knows what he's doing when he's on the ground. And it's just, you know, we we talked about it when we were watching it, man. If you go back and watch that fight, what I think, what I like about Gilbert Burns is he just gets, you know, he gets, when he's grappling, he puts himself in these uncomfortable positions where he shouldn't be able to land shots with power. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was doing the whole fight, and he was really taking a lot of, I mean, he was giving Wonderboy a lot of damage on the ground. But, you know, you keep that fight standing, I think Wonderboy wins that fight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big Wonderboy guy, so... Hated seeing that, you know, the reality that this was kind of his last title run chance. He would have won that. You could have made a great case that he would be next up for Usman after um, Covington just because he hadn't faced Usman before. That style differential is very interesting. Um, so you hate to see that because, you know, his title run chances, his days of chasing the title look to be slim to none. But uh, a lot of fans were booing it they don't like seeing those kind of boring fights um there were some times when there was some fireworks when there were some times when burns would exchange with him. uh Wonder i mean Wonderboy boy knocked him down twice yeah Wonderboy boy landed a uh spinning heel kick that startled him wobbled him a little bit but burns had a very good strategy in the fact that he was going to get in there in the clinch and get him down and just work position and uh they they exchanged they had there was a, I uh, I think it was the end of the second round, there was a um, exchange that they had that was that was they were both it was like ten seconds left in the round, they were both just throwing uh shots at each other. But uh I think the first round was clearly burned, second round you could have made a case for uh Wonder Boy but third round, uh Gilbert got it to the ground and just uh controlled the clock, controlled position and uh got the win. But uh Gilbert's good man. Um, he'll have to do a lot more.
0: Take that belt away from to get tomorrow's that, and yeah, man. To get that, get that dude's a different. Title breed. shot
1: again, just because welterweights a log jam. But um, good for him, man.
0: Yeah, that is good for him, man. And it, it was. you hated to see that happen to Wonder Boy, just because of how long he's been in the business. And
1: great guy, you what know. Best
0: dude? You you see, I mean, like you said, it would have been a good. they him and Usman have never fought each other before, and I think that would have been good you could have probably sold it a lot better than you know the remat I mean Colby Covington and tomorrow's Will sell just because of the whole rivalry there and you know Colby Covington being kind of like the he take he take it's funny cuz he takes a mix of you know all these if you think of all these villains in movies like Scarface and just uh, like the Joker and all this crap, and he takes it and he takes it and he turns it on, spin on it, where he turned himself into a villain. It's all it was, it's like WWE back back in really? old old school WWE where you can go on there and you had, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin smashing beers over his head and cussing people out, you know, just not giving a shit, and that's what he brings and that's what sells. But I think you know it would be good because kamara Usman has just ran through that division of all those guys. I mean, Burns, Masvidal, Covington. Um, He's beaten, Edwards, He's beaten before. Edwards before. It just he would have really that fight would have been really interesting to watch. I think, and I mean, we might see it. You never know. I mean, just I mean, if the dude wants to run through the, the whole division again, we might. But you just hate to see that. I really wanted Wonder Boy to win that fight. He didn't. So that that was the <laughs> the big letdown. Uh, one of, started the letdowns for me on the night. That yeah, that was it. For sure. So now, uh, folks, we're gonna. You're probably you know. Oh, well, I don't really give a shit about all the cards on the fight. Well, we talked about them just because it was a huge event this weekend. Now we're gonna move to the main event, and if you folks watch this main event. There's a lot of controversy and a lot of shit, man. And if you're if you're a Conor fan, it sucks dick to be a Conor fan right now because there's so much uncertainty in the air.
1: Well, let's let's approach it just the fight first, then we can go on all the other stuff.
0: We got I got gotcha, you, I gotcha. Yeah. So you know, <clears throat> this fight was Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier for the third time, man, and, you know, it was interesting to watch this fight because everyone was, you know, you thought Conor brought back his old self, which, I mean, in fighting, fighting fighting-wise, he did, and, you know, he started the whole talking trash and stuff like that again, and people are like, here's my thing with that is everyone's like, well, you know... Okay, we'll just get into the talking trash part later with it, but you know, in the fight, I mean, he was moving like he used to. He was being, he was on the attack, wire stance. stance, and everything. And then kicks.
1: Uh, the
0: kicks exactly. He was cr- controlling the range of the fight, and then you know, he gets in a heavy exchange with um, Dustin, and then decides to go for the clinch because I think he was he got wobbled he did, a little he bit. Had to go for the he had to, and then Dustin just cut Aspiration. off. He cut off the reach. I mean, it's just a, a yeah. fighter's instinct. And, you know, Dustin was sat there and he, he took the shots, took the shots, and then he kind of put that whole little Nate Diaz spin on it where he just stayed in his face. Got it, got all up in his face, and Connor doesn't really like that. And, you know, he uh, pinned him up against Cage, and, you know, they were just kind of sitting there for about, I would say, 20, 20 30 seconds, you know, just throwing, kind of doing some dirty boxing. And, uh, you know, Connor saw an opportunity to go for the uh, guillotine on. Dustin Poirier, and he had it in, he had it in deep. He, he really did. You thought we saw him go for it, and we got up because we thought it was about to... We were like, Connor's about to submit Dustin Poirier. Who the hell saw this coming? And then, you know, Dustin gets out of it and just starts waylaying on him, man. And then, you know, uh, Dustin stays on top of him for the majority of the round. The last ten seconds... I mean... You know, Dustin throws bombs, but I don't think he mauled him like, you know, Stephen A. Smith and all those cats are trying to say, which, by the way, UFC, do yourself a favor. Tell ESPN to get the hell out of your pay-per-views, because Stephen A. Smith and Max, uh... Kellerman. Kellerman don't know what the fuck they're (laughs) talking about half the damn time, and they just ruin it. But, um... You know, so that so Dustin's on top of Connor. Connor's still being effective from the bottom, throwing kicks, uh, some elbows, some elbows, and was, you know he was getting welled on. He was he was, get, he, he was getting he he was getting welled on. He was getting welled. He wasn't getting as welled on like he did a, as they tried to compare it to when he fought Khabib. It wasn't that like when he was fighting Khabib, he wasn't getting in it getting in any shots off the ground. But Connor was. You know, it, there was one time Connor hit him with a. Uh, a heel kick from the ground, and Dustin kind of dropped a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he got him, backed him up a little bit. He backed him up, he backed him up a little bit, and then uh, the, they went standing, of course, and Connor uh, goes for a front kick, and they say, you know, his coach said that what had happened was when he went for the front kick, they think that's what he, compromised he, his leg. Yeah, he did, that's what compromised his leg because he caught Dustin's elbow, and then he uh, goes to throw a punch. And he goes a step back and the egg the bone just gives away. Yep, and fib. Yep. Tip fib. Tip fib uh shattered. And that's what uh you hate to see a fight in that way, man, because it's not really a real that's not how you want a fight like that to go down. Yeah. And eventually it was a Doctor Stoppage and which they declared it a Doctor Stoppage TKO. And uh Doctor Stoppage. It, it was Stop a Doctor Stop Stoppage, man. And Stop let me tell you this folks, you've <laughs> probably all seen the videos, but after at the end of that fight, you, you gotta give respect to Connor, but it got real dirty and personal at the yeah, end of that we're shit. We're gonna get into it, but what were your thoughts on, you know, just, uh, just fight. talking about the fighting, man? Just talking about that. I
1: fight itself, alright. So it's starting, and the pace, the pace was unreal. Right? They, were, that, they were trying to kill each other. That pace... Like, there's no way that that pace would have kept up. Dude, that that, Conor, that, 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 that fight was going to that, a finish regardless. That
0: 2017 and tw- that between 2015 and 2017, Connor came back and he was fucking way on the man, feet.
1: I enjoyed the, the approach he had with the stance. Um, didn't completely go back to the old vintage featherweight karate stance, but had a good mix of that with his boxing that he's been doing. But really. He was trying to control the distance with his kicks. Implemented a ton of kicks, which ended up being the downfall. But was was those kicks were kind of getting getting to Dustin. Um, landed landed some pretty good shots, but Dustin uh, he kind of absorbed those. One of them wobbled him pretty good, but Dustin's been able to re- uh, recover. Um, and then Dustin starts pressing forward. Um, gets Connor going backwards a little bit. That's when he was landing his own shots on him. And so Connor then uh, gets him in the clinch. The clinch then goes to a takedown. Then uh, as Dustin's trying to complete the takedown, Connor goes in for the guillotine, which I think was a mistake. When you do that guillotine, especially uh, when you're Connor and you're grappling your ground game is not that good. Going against a guy who's, who's bigger, who's who's, shown that his wrestling, his jiu-jitsu, his ground game is much better. Um, you want that guillotine attempt on the ground. Kavanaugh came out and said it in an interview our goal was to... Uh, there's we, We've seen in our film study the opening for the guillotine, but we wanted it on the ground. We wanted it on the feet. That way, um, if you lock it in, get it locked in, then you can complete it. But, if you don't see if it starts slipping out, or if... Uh, you need to abandon it. You can push back, and you're on the feet back where he wants it. So I think that's a, that was a mistake. But uh, now end of the round, the last the last three minute of it, minutes of it was all uh, Poirier, in my opinion. Uh, like you said, there's still some good shots. Um, there's some good exchanges. Uh, two of the three judges gave that round a 10-8. I think it was a 10-9. Close, close to a 10-8, though. Close. It
0: was close. It was close, but it, I think it little, there was just... was a point just, where
1: Herb was getting close. He was approaching them as Yeah, force. he did. He kept, yeah. he kept
0: leaning in, yeah. about to stop it, and we just sat there like, don't freaking... In yeah. a fight like that, you don't want it to stop unless somebody is out cold or tapping out.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was just, you know, it was wild to see that, man. And you hate it for Connor and you hate a fight to end that way. But folks, let me tell you. After he, he, my my respect to Connor to be able because you know if I break my leg like that and it's out all out of place and I got all these people around me and then to be able to go and do an interview after that. He's worried about Dr. Stavich. And it wasn't even that. Then Dustin, you know, I think this is what. So this is what transpired of events. I I think that you know he was he was probably was still pissed off and shit. Let's talk fight
1: buildup. We'll talk. Okay, we'll go go, we'll go
0: we'll go back to we'll go to post fight. but, you know, fight build up. So everybody, you know, Connor was nice to Dustin in the second fight, you know, shaking his hands, kissing babies, whatever. And then, um, you know, he lost. And, you know, Dustin, I mean, Dustin kind of said some shit about him. And some people just kind of fueled that fire for Connor to come back. Yeah. And he came back. And everyone was like, well, the trash talk was forced and this and that. Look, I don't, this, I, I talk shit with the best of them in football. And let me tell you, you, you do sound like an idiot when you talk trash to a guy and he's not taking it. Like, he's not giving you the reaction you want. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, it was just, it felt forced and everything. Like, okay, yeah, that's what trash talk is. It feels forced when you go against a guy and he's not giving you any reaction back. Like, I could sit here and talk shit about you all day, but if you don't give me anything back, then it's just, you know, I look like the dick and the asshole. Yeah. But everybody loved it when Connor did it and used to do it when he first came up because he's getting all these reactions out of people like Diaz. Eddie Alvarez and Khabib and Diaz. Diaz. Like <laughs> these guys were giving them a reaction and pissing him the hell off and he didn't look as much of a bad guy. Yeah. I don't think he is. But so Connor comes out, it starts on a war on social media and post fight or pre fight and you know, they're sitting there talking shit about each other, this and that, and Connor just takes it up to another level, man. He starts posting about Dustin sliding in, or Dustin's wife sliding in, trying to talk to Connor on <laughs> Instagram, and just kind of goes all over the place, man. If y'all didn't see it it, it, it was getting pretty ugly. Like Connor said, he was he was trying to kill him, and you know, me being the guy I am, you know, I've played in games where you know, dudes told me they were going to kill me. I mean, like you know, I, I've been told in. When I was in high school, just about every game I played in, I got told somebody wanted to kill me, and I just laughed and was like, fucking try it and let's see how it goes for you. But, uh, you know, Dustin took really offense to that. He's like, you don't joke about murdering people in this. And I get it in fighting just because it's like you can literally beat somebody within an inch of their life. I understand where he was coming in at. And... But my thing was, with him being all pissed off about that, and I understand if your wife's saw it, but I'd be more pissed off about the whole wife thing. Like, Conor kind of calling his wife a hoe and all that, all that shit. And it just was like... He getting pretty ugly there. <laughs> and he, Connor slowly started getting that reaction back. That's what made it start to get interesting. Like you tell he was kind of starting to get under skin a little bit. But then it was it was just the fight that started and it was, you know, yeah too late. But that's, I mean, essentially, you know, we got the old Connor back like everybody asked for. <laughs> and I just, you know, yeah, touching up on that. Everyone thought the Trash Talk was forced and all that. I don't think it was forced. I think it just, it's a perspective and it seems that way when, the, like, he, he didn't fight the old Dustin. The old Dustin... You know, it was pissing him off. He even said it like I, I never disliked anybody so much yeah. that I'm about to fight. And that's what trash talk does when it you know, the guy's not giving you a reaction back. Yeah. But what are your what were your takes on it, man?
1: So fight build up, we're going back. So I think the second fight, you know, like you said, Connor's being nice, um, and all that and all that stuff. I don't think Connor took it seriously as far as I think he thought he was levels above Dustin.
0: He had other stuff going on. He even yeah, said it. he and said and I was getting ready to I was getting ready to fight Manny Pacquiao.
1: And he had a lot of stuff going on and he hadn't fought in a while. Uh was implementing the boxing camp for Pacquiao. Um and I also think he just thought he was levels above Dustin because we saw what happened the last time that they fought. Went out there and smoked him. So I think He just wasn't taking it super serious. Then he goes out there, and we saw what happened. So then I think, you know, he was like, all right, well, we're going to do this again, and I'm going to take it up a notch, and I'm going to smoke this guy again. And I think it all turned when they started going back and forth. Connor was going at him, and then the whole uh, charity thing got brought up. When he said that the fight week of the second fight, Connor and his and his team said they're gonna donate to his charity and now since the fight's over, he's been ghosting me and all that, so then I think Connor I don't obviously it seems like that genuinely pissed him off and that was the It made him seem the, like it, yeah. That was the driving force of the Connor coming back. You can argue that. I kinda think it's more of a here is my end to go back to my ways. This will give, you know, I just, who knows if it actually pissed him off or not. The dude's got money. I mean, but I think, I think what it challenged his character. I think it
0: did. Good. It did, and I agree. But I, I think touching back on that where I, I think that, you know, what pissed him off was that, that really the whole charity thing turned into a he said, she said type deal. And, you know, you had Dustin say, well, Connor ghosted me and all this. And you had Connor say, no, I, I talked to your team. And like any wise investor, a guy with multi- millions of dollars, you don't want to give money to, you know, a charity, and the guy who's running the charity is just going to pocket money from it. Yeah. So Connor did. You did what most. If you ask most business people that give to charities, what do they do, they ask, well, what, what the, what's the money being used for? And they never get. Hit, Dustin's team never gave him a. Allegedly, Dustin's but team never gave him right. a response of what the money's going to be used for. Not not saying that's Dustin's fault. We don't know because the truth, he's, we don't know the truth, and I'm not blaming it on Dustin. I just think that you know he's just the face of the charity. He's not the guy that's like you know sitting there crunching the numbers down for the economics and all that. Who he should have what should have been happening, that should have been a problem that should have been addressed between Connor and whoever's in charge of Dustin's charity. And he, should, I mean, I get it—it's fighting and all this and that and the personalities. But what should have been said was you know Dustin, it wasn't Dustin's fault. Dustin's just like he's he's the advertised boy for it. Because it's his, he did start it. I think his he
1: wife runs. It. Did. I think Connor's <laughs> claiming that he did get content with the uh, person who runs the. Church. He did.
0: He did. But it's just you know they they never gave him a a, a plan of what his money was going to be allegedly. used for allegedly. allegedly, and you know that kind of then Dustin called him out and said all this and just like calling Connor a cheapskate and yeah. saying all this and that that you know it probably did hurt Connor a little bit and it pissed him off. And uh,
1: That whole thing should have been handled behind
0: closed doors. It should have.
1: Dustin I like Dustin. He and even have. Dustin
0: came out and apologized yeah, yeah, yeah. for it on Twitter. He did. He said "I that, that that was not... Because he said that was when everyone thought, oh, I'm about to get under skin again. Yeah. And even Dustin said... Even Dustin came... You saw in the apology. You saw that, hey, that old Dustin's still there. That, you know, when somebody is sitting there talking shit to him, he don't like it. And he gets real emotional about it. Yeah. But he did a good job of controlling that and didn't let it affect the fight. So they just banter back and forth on social media for the next given month until the fight, and then they get in fight week, man, and Connor starts that shit talking again, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and right. just didn't work on Dustin. To
1: me, man, it just—I know you were saying the whole—you were giving your opinion on why you don't think it was forced. I think in the uh, the press conference, I think it was forced, man. Well,
0: uh, let me let me touch. It, it was forced, but what I'm saying is like. At first, Connor was just naturally just being himself, you know, talking shit, being himself. Guys, guys, a cocky. He says it himself. I'm a cocky motherfucker. That's just what it said. But what I, what I meant to say by that is, you know, when you you first when you're gonna start trash talking, you trash talk, and the guy, the more reaction like if, like when I talk shit in football, the more reaction I get out of people, the more and more I go, yeah. and I don't have to force it. It just naturally starts coming yeah. out. Dustin wasn't flowing with it, and wasn't giving him that, that's when he started yeah. trying to force shit on.
1: But I'm also saying even the even what was said wasn't the same as it used to be more funny and more clever. Well it was more, nat it was natural. Now it's more dark.
0: Yeah, it uh, we, that Khabib it, the Khabib shit, that, that that Khabib fight that was a that thing sunny, changed it for him.
1: It, it used to just be funny, uh clever stuff that would it was still I mean it was now it's just more dark and personal. Yeah. But uh, so they're going, you know. The press conference, I think it was a little bit forced. It was like he was impersonating Conor McGregor instead of being Conor McGregor. But the uh, the next day at the uh, ceremonial weigh-in, I liked the inti- the intensity and the uh, the kind of way that he was going about it. And he was locked himself. in. He he had the swagger. Like he, like he used to. But That's what he thought was it, about it, to be a bloodbath. But it wasn't like it wasn't like the day before when I thought it was him in person. Connor, it, it kind of looked a little bit more, and that kind of excited me.
0: When Joe Rogan interviewed him after he got off the scale, or after Dustin got off the scale, and they after they separated from the face off, and Connor looked at him and he said, "In sixteen hours, this man is gonna learn why you." You don't take advantage of a person's kindness and use it as a weakness, and he's going to pay for that with his life. (laughs) I was like, Connor's about to... I I literally sat there, (laughs) and I was watching it by myself, and I was like, Connor's about to fuck this motherfucker up, and he's going to win the damn belt, (laughs) and the champ champ is back, (laughs) and that just wasn't the case. It didn't happen. He got compromised, but... You know, it's just, you know, the the weigh-ins, it was electric in there, man. You really felt the the last two days leading up to the fight day and the last day before the fight, you really felt that whole, that persona, that aura of the old back. of, you know, whenever I, when I say that this is how the shit's going to be, I, that's exactly how it's going to be. Like, it gave me that Aldo vibe, you know, when he sat there in the press conference and they asked him and he said, you know, Aldo, yeah, Jose Aldo's a good fighter, but I'm telling you, if he throws his right hand, I'm going to step back, Bump him with a lift. He's gonna go out, and it come fight day, that half day. Word for word, that's what happened.
1: Even when he came out on the walkout, uh, I kind of saw the old Connor. You saw the old Connor, man. Look, like, him or, like him or hate him, that, that that the the song and the whole presentation when he comes out is one of the best. Uh, one of the best things in sports. He's a
0: showman, bro. He knows, uh, bro. I felt the I felt the old Connor vibes.
1: Yeah. But, uh, so you want to get in a post fight now?
0: Yeah, we, and then, uh, you know, so the fight goes, Connor breaks his leg or whatever. Uh, we get in a post fight, Connor's still sitting there on the ground. And I think, I don't think it, I think what led it to take such a dark turn, and, you know, I'll say this about Connor, and most people, you want to give him a bad rap because he talks shit. And he does all this, man. What people who know that that that's the problem. I think a little bit. People are too soft. Like in back in you know 2017, 2015, 2014, we loved that shit. We loved it. Everybody, nobody was so, really like weren't as soft then as we are now. <laughs> but you know, if I if I sat there and I broke my leg, but i notice this. You can say this about Connor. Whenever he wins and whenever he loses, he does it in a humble way. He gives props of when it's due, even when he was, you know, bad guy, Connor, in the beginning, when he lost to Nick, Nick or Nate, he gave Nate his props. He was like, he, he was just better than me today. That that was it. I got to go in. I got to make adjustments. He came out ready to fight. He brought the fight. And then even when he, when it, him and Aldo had that heated heated thing, he sat there and he told he said, you know, Jose Jose, Jose Aldo was a, is a true champion. He held the belt for ten years. I hate we couldn't go longer. He told him we'll go again. They never did. But, you know, he's always, he's humble in defeat and loss. I'll give him that. You know, and then if you beat him, he's like, okay, you got me. He'll stand in front of the crowd and he'll he'll dive on the sword every time. And he'll say, you got me, but let's see if you can get me again. And I think that he was going to give Dustin his props and everything. And then, you know, they raise Dustin's hand and Dustin starts doing the billionaire strut in front of him and taunting him a little bit.
1: I think what that was, was a man who hates and he said this many times, who hates the, the fight buildup, who hates everything besides the actual fight, who let it all, he was just kind of dealing with it the whole time, suppressing his emotions and it finally came out because this guy, all the stuff that Connor's been saying and he went out and did what he did. I know the the, the tib-fib break or whatever, but he was controlling the fight um, bringing it to him, and it all just came out because Connor's still over there on the ground. Even before he did the the strutting and stuff, is talking mad junk, and we'll talk. Yeah, man. About
0: that, but. I just here's the thing, man. It's all it's all about, you know. And on on the chill shot, so he said it best, man. When you when you get you get a very short time period to celebrate a fight, and the only period where you really get to celebrate a win is the moment you get your hand raised. And then as soon as it drops down, you gotta move on to the next one. And you gotta give his props. Be able to cut a promo like that and still be able to stay in that character, you know. I mean, sitting there with a broken leg and sitting there talking shit, and you know, you still have, getting after it. Shouldn't, they shouldn't have been an interview. They shouldn't have interviewed him, but give, you know everyone gives hate to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan always respects the fighters of you know when a guy gets knocked out, he's like, Hey, do you want to do an interview? They say no, there's no problem. Connor told him yes, I want to do the interview. But the way Conor was still able to sit there with a broke, it just tells you about the mar- the the genius behind Conor McGregor. Yeah. You know, to be able to market like, yeah, you lost, it's going to hurt your stock. But he looked, played it off as, okay, if I can say the right thing right here, I can the, – the stock won't drop as much and I can build up hype for us to go again. Yeah. And he did. That's exactly what he did with a broken leg. It's in there with a broken leg. Yeah i all those people around, though, you but don't you get, say that. you don't say that. But at the same time, I just feel like it's getting a lot of. There's dudes that say a lot of worse shit than what he said. I mean, you know,
1: did, it's did just, you hear what he was saying? Though, yes,
0: told him he's gonna kill. We'll I'm gonna come in
1: your house.
0: It's just a mad. <laughs> it's a mad Irish man, man. But yeah, a, a two he, Connor's not gonna freaking do that. It's just I mean, yeah, it's, it's just a show. I get that, but <laughs> not trying to worship. You know, saying killing people's right and all that. But at the same time. I do think Dustin was fed up with it and was tired of it. But, you know, there was no really... It, 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 it took me back to Khabib, it, the Khabib incident, okay? Dustin had some shit he shouldn't have probably said. Connor had some... Con, I'll start off with Connor. Just, you know, Connor had shit he shouldn't have said. Dustin did some shit that he shouldn't have done. You know, act like a champion. You're you're getting ready to fight for the belt. What you... Champions don't do that stuff. What what Dustin was doing. What Dustin did. You know, you gotta look at You can look at it that way. Connor shouldn't have said that shit to him. I get that. And... <clears throat> Connor just did. I felt like Connor did that to it, it. It helped. It helps ensure a fourth fight. And sure enough, you know, Dana White got up there and said they're, they're going to fight again. You don't the fights don't end that I way. I hope not,
1: man. I don't need to I see don't know, it.
0: man. It, it's all going to depend on Dustin's next fight. Really? So
1: let's let's talk about where do we go from here. Connor's out for a while. He is. We won't fight again the rest of this year, obviously. No. Dustin's next fight's going to be against Charles Oliveira. Before we get into that, let me say this: But the people saying that Connor done, is done. Uh, I disagree. Look, he lost to Dustin um, in January. lost to him this time. That's, to me, arguably, Dustin is the best lightweight in the world. We're going uh, to see when he fights Charles next if that statement's
0: true. I'll say this, too, about that. If you look in the UFC, Dustin is really the only true number one contender. You know? Yeah. Like, all these other guys are kind of giving title fights and, well... You know, you got the most hype and all that. Dustin is really the only true number one contender who it's like, hey, you earned your shot at this kid. You've won all your fights except for one, could be.
1: But as I was saying, to me, I, I'm not going to say Connor's done until he fights someone else. Because losing two in a row against the best, arguably the best lightweight in the world, that doesn't mean you're done. It just means you're not the best. And he can't beat Dustin. I, I think Dustin is a much better – I mean – Eh, I don't know that much better, but he's a better fighter than him. he's more well-rounded. Um, so I want to see, I want to see if they're gonna do the fourth fight. I need some time between it, man. Yeah, it doesn't need to be Connor's next fight. Obviously, he's not gonna be Dustin's, but it
0: needs yeah. to be some time. Here, here's my thing with that, and I just think is you know when they said that you know oh they're gonna fight again. Well, I feel like well okay, well you you you're assuming Dustin's gonna lose. You know, because honestly, if I this is the it's just it it's all going to depend on this next fight with the Dustin and Connor series, okay? If Dustin wins the belt, well, you can't just as soon as Connor gets back, you can't just give him a title shot. Connor
1: will have to fight. someone.
0: He has to go through. You can't it's go from RDA. seven to be number one. He I, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to go through, probably fight RDA, uh, Nate Diaz maybe. I don't know. It just depends on how that whole Nate how that they, they can sell it and numbers are right. And then somebody like a Michael Chandler or Charles Oliveira, if he loses, and then get a shot at the belt. He shouldn't get a shot right away. But if Dustin loses, you can sell. then you can sell it better. But it's just the whole fact of, yeah, if he comes off injury, he needs to go through kind of the gauntlet a little bit to get back to that. Conor's problem is he's got to stay active. He can't. You can't fight once a year. I think he was going
1: through, That's what makes this morning yeah. I think he was committed but to staying active.
0: Dustin, I think it's great for the sport, honestly, for Dustin to win the title. And I, like I, I'm a big Conor fan, and you know, I part. I will say I'm part of the Conor Dick Riders. Yeah, <laughs> But I'm a big Conor fan. But Dustin does deserve a number one shot, and I, I do think he's gonna win. Honestly, like you look at Charles Oliveira and all this, and Charles Oliveira's a great fighter. But what Dustin has went through in the ringer just to get back to that belt? I mean, you fight Gaethje, you fight Khabib. You fight uh, Connor twice. I mean, he's fought it. He fought Dan Hooker. He fought everybody in that division except for Michael Chandler, you know. And I think that he—it's good for them. And Dustin deserves the title shot. He deserved the title shot after he beat McGregor in the uh, second fight. But it's just a matter of like I didn't really I. Do I think they should fight again? Yes, just for the fact of I don't think a fight can end should end that way. Like you, that shouldn't be a declared a winner. Like you should not take that as a win. Yeah, you might have did some stuff to help that, but still, at the end of the day, you know, you never. Know. There's too many what ifs. Yeah. If I'm a, if I'm just being a competitor, I'm just like you know I either want to go out with my hand raised or I want to go out on my face. No nothing in between. And there's too many what ifs for that fight. Well, what if it would have made it yeah. to a second round? Maybe Conor knocks him out. Maybe Dustin finishes it. And if you're a champion, you don't want the what if. The, like Kamaru Usman in his ring, he doesn't have any what ifs in his fights. And it, the only what if he had was with what if Masvidal had an actual training camp. What would you, How would you do then? And he goes out there and knocks him the hell out cold. And I feel, feel like for Dustin, if he wins the belt, they're gonna, their job is to, you know, you got to take that what if away from him. Yeah. You gotta, so he, he'll have to fight again, but Conor's got to win fights to get back into that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we see it, fine. If not, I would rather not see I think, it. I, don't I think need we'll to see, it again. see it again. I think we we'll probably see will. It again. We
0: probably will before Connor's out of the game. We'll see it again. But yeah, man. Uh, and then in other news for UFC, we'll keep it short because this podcast went kind of lengthy. But uh, Nick Diaz is coming back to hey, fight dude. Robbie Lawyer. and that will be a brawl. And
1: they fought 2004. Uh, Diaz won. Man, I I can't believe they're actually going to run this back. It's gonna
0: be cold, man. It's gonna be a oh. It's gonna be in, It's gonna uh, be a bloodbath.
1: September in Vegas on that card. We also got uh, Volkanovski and Ortega, and uh, Shevchenko and Murray. So that's looking to be a pretty good card over in Vegas in September.
0: Yeah, I I agree, man. That's a good. It'll it's gonna be interesting, and then you know. Maybe Nate, Nate, and Connor fight again. Who knows? But we'll we'll see, man. But yeah, we had a interesting week. It's very depressing if you're a Connor fan. If you're a Dustin Poirier guy, hey, congratulations to you. My hats off to him, man. Fought a wonder, a great fight. Uh, as it was going on, and he he deserves a title shot. And I really do think he's going to win the belt, man. And it's going it, to Dustin's got a chance to be like this. This can implement him as one of those, you know, put him in that elite class of guys of you know like a. I wouldn't say necessarily he would overshadow a. You know, 2017 Connor with the two belts, or, uh, but he, it puts him in the same class as, you know,
1: it, it puts him up
0: the there with fame. like GSP and Michael Bisbang and Tyrone Woodley and all these Hall of Famers for sure. It put it just him winning this belt and it, even this run he's on, even if he doesn't win it, solidifies him as that pretty close. But, um, it'll be interesting and, you know, I hope the guy wins and I hope we definitely see a Connor and, uh, dustin poirier four but you know we'll just have to wait it's just a yeah. big waiting game It'll be but a while. it will be man but uh we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up man i appreciate you being on my podcast twice now man host hosting. we're gonna have to do this again for a third time Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> so it's yeah the trilogy, huh? yeah the trilogy man hopefully it doesn't end in a broken <laughs> leg or some shit like that but uh yeah man well i appreciate it man and uh you just take care of yourself, my friend absolutely you you, I appreciate you folks for listening uh we'll be back soon uh you know what how I say man this is nine to fivers podcast if you guys don't list like it well guess what go watch something else or listen to something else, <laughs> but if you like it, go prop your feet up, grab a cold beer, make some sweet love uh, to your lady and
1: I also The fight the world needs to see. We were deprived of it this weekend. Swindle versus Horn.
0: Nope. 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 We don't know who those people are, but uh, (laughs) we don't condone that fight. Not on this podcast. I'm not. Look, I'm not going down with a ship just because you're already ready. I'm on the lifeboat ready to go back to shore. I abandoned that ship, but anyways. But yeah, yeah, you folks, uh, y'all have a good one. I hope everybody has a good week, and uh, we'll see you guys again.